Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All we heard through the offseason, through rookie camp, through OTAs, through minicamp, through training camp, through the preseason, into the regular season, was about being a more physical football team. You seen that? You seen that at all? Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates, right where you found this. The Steelers will have their final practice of the week later this morning. I'll be over on the south side covering it for DK Pittsburgh Sports. And although the agreement between the Professional Football Writers Association and the National Football League will prohibit me from sharing with you any details of what actually occurs there, I am hoping to see some signs that the Steelers will approach this game Sunday the way they've been talking all summer long. Unfortunately, it's been just that to this point. It's been talk. When we've seen the Steelers' offense line up, in particular, we haven't seen more than a handful of plays, and I'm talking about a third and one or a fourth and one here or there, where you've seen them say, listen, we're going to assert ourselves here. That's what we want to do. We want to show you that on this sequence, in this situation, we're just going to knock you backward. and We're going to feel really good about ourselves when we do. And if that sounds old-fashioned or excessively simplistic, whatever. Because I got news for you. What they're doing now isn't working. And it isn't fooling anyone. The misdirection, the movement, the various personnel sets, none of it's moving the sticks. None of it. And when you hear everybody, to a man, no exceptions, saying that the offense's problems are each of the 11 individuals on the field at any given time, as well as the scheme, as well as the strategy, as well as everything else, when it's universal, and when you see with your own eyes that players are underperforming their own career norms, they're lacking confidence. They're lacking confidence. They're lacking anything remotely resembling some level of swag. And that starts, of course, on the offensive line. We've only been talking about that for months. That's a real thing. But it then emanates to everyone else out there. So what do you do about that? What do you do? How do you balance the run 
and the pass. How do you get the other team to back some of those bodies out of the box? How do you get offense created in the middle of the field where opponents are just brazenly sitting, planted a high safety? How do you do all that and become more confident? Matt Canada was asked yesterday after practice, about that balance, and this was his response. I think it's what you know. Right now, we we haven't we don't have the rushing stats or those things that we all would like to have, probably. And you look and see, there's been a lot of guys in the box uh, to stop the run. Um, we did have some runs that we thought, you know, matchup wise, were there that we didn't execute. Um, and again, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and go through it. Was this guy? Ultimately, the matchups that we thought we had based on numbers and looks didn't equate to us having the success we wanted. So the run steps up the pass. The pass sets up the run. It's you know, offensive football is you do what, you know, they're going to try to take something away and we have to take advantage of what they give us. And we didn't maximize those matchups well enough. I didn't get those things done well enough or we didn't pick the right ones for that to happen. Not much there, huh? I mean, I can't say I blame him. If I was a head coach, I don't want my coordinators spilling their guts to reporters on a weekly basis a couple days before kickoff. But here's hoping. Here's hoping he has this figured out. I've got my own idea about what should happen Sunday afternoon. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to engage in those studies, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format is what would work for you. Learn more about all of this at Point Park. Edu. Here's here's my catch-all, and bear in mind, my credentials to be an NFL offensive coordinator would not fill the front of an index card. Here's what I say. Tell your offensive linemen, who've had two really rough weeks, that this is their time to just knock people backward. Tell them to not worry about all these little isolated mistakes and all this Uh, One play here, one play there, one error here prevents a gain of 10 or 12 yards and all this other stuff that they've been fussing about as if this is all just detail work. Tell them this is the week we actually want you to be physical. All that stuff that everybody, Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, Canada himself, Adrian Clem, the offensive line coach, everyone talked about physical, 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 that the number one thing that was missing from this offensive line last year with all those experienced guys was that they looked like they didn't want to run block. They looked like they were tired of it. So you have all these young guys, these energetic guys, who theoretically anyway should be stronger and fresher than most of the people they're lining up across from, and then you come into the season and you don't do any of that stuff. So tell them, listen, this is what we're going to do. We, we want you guys to start feeling good about yourselves so that the rest of the offense can feel good about it. And oh, by the way, we might not have Deontay Johnson this week, so we're probably going to be cut back to two or three wide receivers anyway. The franchise quarterback dropped some pretty significant hints after the loss to the Raiders that he would rather have seen Pat Fryermuth on the field a lot more than he was. And everyone, from Art Rooney on down, can agree that it would be paramount at some point this season to get a running game going that ranks higher than 31st in the NFL, hence handing the ball off to Najee Harris more often 
than 13 times a game. Take all of these things I just mentioned to you. Take all of them. Roll them up into one ball. And you know what I'm sending out there? I'm sending two wide receivers, two tight ends, and that first round running back. And I'm turning around and I'm handing him the ball. And I'm telling everybody, plow forward, plow forward, do it, get it done. Throw over the middle to this tight end who never drops anything. Do that. Throw over the middle to Juju Smith-Schuster, who, by the way, also never drops anything and gets you some tough yards. Get James Washington involved. He's the combat catch guy in the equation. Get tough. Get tough. Get tough up front. Get tough in your mindset. And the other thing that'll come out of all this is that your quarterback... A, won't get hit 10 times because there'd be no reason to hit him without drawing a flag if he's just moving the ball. And B, eventually, gradually, maybe not Sunday, maybe not the following week, but soon enough, the rest of that field will open up. But none of it's going to happen until this gets done. And if you can think of a better opportunity to attempt what I'm describing then this weekend against that team, well, I can't. Get it done. Get it done now. Toughen up. Go for it. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who filed for workers' comp, who need assistance with medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises to clients in our region for over 80 years. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's question comes from Josh Henderson, who asks... Why do you suppose the Steelers are not using Derek Watt? See, this too, this too. And I know this is most people's first go-to on this subject. It's not mine. It's not 1965 anymore. You don't have fullbacks playing integral roles in anyone's offense. But you know, this is kind of an extraordinary circumstance. Look at where this team ranked last season in rushing, 32nd. Look at what followed that season with the owner and chairman of the board publicly exhoriating his football people to make that their top priority. Look and listen to everything that was shown and spoken in the months that followed. Look at Najee Harris being the first round pick. And it still doesn't matter, even with a new coordinator under this head coach, to run the football. What will it take? What will it take? Derek Watt has been on the field with the offense for four snaps. And don't let that mislead you because two of those snaps were victory formation in Orchard Park. I took careful note of that. He lined up next to Najee around Bend to make sure that, you know, Joe Pisarchik wouldn't happen. He doesn't get on the field at all. And that makes me question not only the initial signing of him, what his cap hit is, what their motivation was from bringing him here, whether it was just to appease TJ and try to get TJ to sign a long-term contract or whatever, all the conspiracy stuff. But it also makes me wonder why they were wasting 
all these reps through the summer. That wasn't an illusion. That wasn't talk. I was there. I watched it. Derek Watt was involved with the first team offense a ton through June, July, and into August. And then he just vanished. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have answers for this. I don't have answers for why the people who run this football team, and obviously that buck stops from a strategic standpoint with the head coach, would go through all this effort for all this time and talk about physical and running and physical and running and then nothing. It's not a subject, at least not in my mind, that can be dismissed as easily as saying, well, these offensive linemen are young and can't really trust them to get the two, three yards that we need to have any kind of rhythm offensively. Because that would be the one thing that they'd be good at just by being good athletes. I don't hear anyone saying anywhere that these guys aren't NFL-level athletes as offensive linemen. Tell them to knock some bodies backward. Tell them that you meant what you said through all those countless reps in the heat when you said you wanted them to be physical and you wanted them to be punishing. Let them feel good about themselves and maybe everything else will start feeling that way as well. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one after the game. 